dolphins and jags. What a drag! Welcome, football fans, to the Surf and Artificial Turf Podcast. I'm Baxter Hill. This is my co-host, Casey Thompson. Casey, how was your Halloween, buddy? Hey. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Um, yeah, I... Uh, sorry, am I loud? No. Okay. <laughs> no. You're, you're, you're turning the dials over there. It makes me concerned. Um, no, I... We had a... Well... Um, it was a, it was an up and down a roller coaster mm. of a Halloween. Uh, man, Elliot did not want to put on anything uh, in terms of costume and stuff like that, so uh, he did not. So the family pick did not happen. Trick or treating was in a t shirt and shorts. <laughs> um, so you know there was that. He also did not listen the first time we went out trick or treating. So we had a two, two attempts uh, and the second attempt, which is much more successful. Mm. Uh, Emmy has RSV. And so she was like ready to go to sleep at like 530. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, just not great timing Halloween wise. Uh, other than that, have a great time. Uh, <laughs> how about you, buddy? Boy, it was good. Um Ellie, opposite problem. She wanted to wear two costumes, you know. She was, um, we had a storybook parade in the morning for school in which she was Rapunzel and she carried around her princess book. And then when we got home and we were getting ready for Halloween, she was like, wanted to be Rapunzel. But she wanted me and Laura to continue to be what our family costume was, which was the Powerpuff Girls. Laura and I were like, we're not going to be the Powerpuff Girls if you're going to be Rapunzel. And so she was having a crisis. Sure. Um, so she was very upset. Eventually, she did, she landed on being Bubbles. Uh, we got one family photo, and then Jack was out of there. And then we went around the neighborhood, made a killing on candy. I've been I've been just sucking down the uh, fruity candies like a madman. It's, uh, it's been absolutely terrible. Just went through about 40 Starbursts tonight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the candy sitting around all day when you work from home is an absolute nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I imagine so. Uh, I didn't eat too much. I've been home this week with Jack. Um, I didn't eat. I didn't eat too much this afternoon. I probably only had like a couple of couple of tiny little wrappers of candies. Um, but I'm trying to just eat the stuff that I know that Ellie doesn't like, aka the Skittles, the Starbursts, the uh, the what are those called? Blow pops. You can't have that. No gum. No gum for a four-year-old. If you're on the fence about having a four-year-old, they can't have gum. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, buddy? Uh, Voodoo Ranger IPA. OG. I'm drinking the one that you sent me the other day, the Cashmerize. It's a little, guy, a little hipster guy on the front here. All right. Let's get into it. Let's. Well, I'm all the way down on the wrong page. Jags snatch Steelers' little yellow towels, 20 to 10. Mm. Jacksonville, 107 for the Steelers. Lawrence sets and throws a deep shot. It's caught by ETN. ETN is going to take it all the way. Touchdown, Jacksonville. 
on a big one. Uh, you know, it was uh, the standard Jags game for this season. Uh, dominant defense, got some more turnovers, um, missing your two best defensive backs, still able to do a very good job in coverage most for the most part. I mean, you, Pickens had one one touchdown, but other than well, that, I mean, this season, Darius Williams, I would say, is actually your best defensive back. Sure, yeah, but I mean, Tyson's. I think Tyson's. You know, one of those corners that he doesn't really get targeted that much when he's playing. Um, but yeah, Darius has been very good. But you know, you're missing two of your top top guys in in the back, in the defensive backfield. Yeah. Um, Trayvon showed up with a quick sack. Um, Josh Allen did his thing. And then he left. Yeah, then and he, then he then disappeared. He, I think, yeah, I think, then he went home. <laughs> he went home early for the bye week. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, Josh Allen got his couple of sacks. It's just, you know, standard stifling defense. The uh, the offense, Trevor threw uh, one of his old school style picks in the end zone. And I immediately sent you a text because the idiot decided to bring it out of the end zone. And they were on like the three yard line. I said, oh, good job, me. I will enjoy your putt here in three plays, which is pretty much exactly what happened. Um, but stifling defense, offense starts and starts and goes and fits um, nine points in the first half, and then came back, had a nice deep throw to ETN to score a touchdown, and at that point, it, the game was essentially over. Yep, uh, seemed to be. Uh, a game that probably was closer than closer in scoreboard than it was in actuality. It's like uh, every Jacks game that, this year. That that, that might have been the worst throw in terms of the context and what was happening and you know the yeah. pace of the game that Trevor that. Trevor has made. I think in his career, honestly. Well, uh, he did. No, he did those same exact two of those. The one against whatever team the. The Broncos, when they played them in London last year, same exact thing, rolling out, threw it into the back of the end zone for some reason, and threw it right into the middle of, uh, of a couple of guys, and then the same thing against the Texans. But, yeah, I mean, you just can't, you can't throw red zone picks. Yeah, it was, it was their worst, his worst throw this year then, right? For and sure. So, yeah. um, and uh, he made up for it. I mean, everything good? He made up yeah. for it with... with <laughs> she came to get the monitor. Okay, uh, with you know again a typical good Trevor game, um, mm-hmm. and you know got you the win right um, along with ETN and just a consistently fine offense. Um, I assume we just got flicked off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, consistently fine offense that does not dazzle, does not razzle, does not razzle dazzle. Yeah. Um, but but it goes out there and does its job of getting about twenty points a week. Yeah. Um, and uh, relying on the defense and those turnovers to really bolster that offense in the points. I, it, it's fine, right? It's it's fine because there are other teams where there, the offenses would uh, cause you guys should not have as good of a record that you currently do. Sure. This offense is one that, you know, it, you guys capitalize on the turnovers and you usually don't create any unnecessary turnovers, right? So um, there's not much more you can you can do 
at this point because that's just the offense that you're going to have under press. Uh, and you'll probably uh, never see Tank Bigsby ever again uh, yeah, for this sure. season. Another you fumble. Uh, Michael Hasty probably will be coming in to take the three or four snaps um, that ETN doesn't get a week at this point. But I sure hope that he can stay healthy because he's pretty much the engine of this offense currently. Uh, happy that they're going into the bye, you know, obviously on a five-game win streak. It's awesome. Hopefully they can work on some of these kinks that are, are causing their offense to, to go in spurts. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just – you could you could have played this as any of their last five games, and it's kind of like exactly what you've seen out of the Jags. Tough, tough defense and uh, efficient offense. Yeah. Fantasy corner. I guess this one doesn't make sense anymore because we know that Pickett is going, but I'll just I'll, – I'll put it this way. Uh if you have Steelers players, what are you doing with them? Um, I. Well, <laughs> that's a loaded question. Uh, yeah. so we're we're talking a redraft league. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not. They're probably not starting. They're on my bench, but I'm not going to release them. Not even uh, dropping they're, them. They're good. No, they're goodbye fill-ins, right? I think they're they're like just good enough to where they could be a buy fill-in. Um, Other than for, Pickens, Pickens is, is flexible. I think. Is he? Is he I top thirty? So. Um, Deontay, jo- you know, I, I think Johnson could get to that point. I mean, he has when he the games that he has started and played the whole game. Um, there's only been two. <laughs> Pickens, Pickens is exactly thirty. Okay, uh, both games that Johnson started in a in a full point PPR league, uh, he got twelve point nine points in this past week, sixteen point five points, mm-hmm. right? That he's played the whole game for. Um, the other, he's been out most of the year for injury, right? I think he will be still a consistent source of catches, um, to where, again, probably a high floor guy, um, and again a good f- fill in for bye weeks. Pickens. I guess is flex if you um, are like Ray. At, it's Ray at the cusp of, of, of mm-hmm. flex or maybe wide receiver three. Um, and so, uh, you know, that's fine. The running backs, I, I don't trust at all. Uh, I don't, I don't really see why you would be starting them. They are not good. No. Uh, <laughs> and Pickett is not good either. Fryermuth has just been out most of the year. Yeah. He's typically a, a pretty decent tight end i think we both had him in the top 10 or at least top 12 uh so but he's been out most year so yep. i don't know it's really just a wide receivers um that you would honestly have on your roster <laughs> sure all right i agree um dolphins sweet pats hey, 31 to 17 as they play from the 31 yard line to a fakes oh over the goodness. middle wide open waddle's gonna waltz in Um, good, good game. Uh, <laughs> you know, got out of there without any, uh, major injuries. 
uh, Robert Hunt went down day to day. Not sure if he's going to play for versus Kansas City, um, but he will be back before the bye. I mean, after the bye, so it's not like a serious injury. Um, Connor Williams was active, but we did not start him. Our offensive line did struggle a little bit with both those guys out, and again, um, Lamb also went out for a drive. Uh, so when the backups are in there, you could see more pressure on Tua. But with all that being said, Tua, um, basically two bad throws. Uh, one of them was intercepted, uh, just undercut. Um, the, the defender just read the timing route, and mm. I don't know if Tua didn't see him or what, but um, he got caught there early, led to the 7-0 lead for the Patriots. Um, another drop pick later on. Beside that, I mean, he's just so accurate. He, the, the timing that he has now after a year and a half really just nailed with Tyreek on those deep bombs um, versus when, like, the early part of last season where there were underthrows um, and things like that. It, it, it's just so much better. He is almost pinpoint um, with with Tyreek and... A lot of the balls that he throws are just pinpoint. Um, it's it's a fun offense to watch. Um, a run a run game did not really get going for a bit, but started to have some sizable chunks in the second half. Uh, offense, you know, you put up thirty plus against the Patriots. You put up thirty plus against the Patriots. It's it's just a, it's the Dolphins, right? So I think I just kind of expect us to put thirty plus Damn. every week, uh, barring the rest fucking us or a weird. Uh, game in buffalo yeah i i had sent you the text while i was watching it um it's just like at no point in time did i feel any level of concern that the dolphins were in trouble in that game right like even when the patriots went up seven points i was like all right whatever like it sucks that he threw that pick a very similar it it's like it's watching it's like watching the jags but with an explosive offense it's like you know, two or through the pick, and I was like, "Dang, that stinks!" That you know, we wish you had that one back. Uh, I have no concern that they're going to get back on this field and they're going to go down the field and they're going to score. Like it was just like a very, very uh, low, low level of concern for this game. Uh, felt really good. I loved to see Jalen Waddle getting involved, especially after we talked about it last week with the patients yeah. or panic with Waddle. Obviously, big game. Um, my biggest takeaway from this game is the national media does not put the Dolphins throwback jerseys high enough in the rankings. They All they talked about this week was the Seattle, uh, the Oilers jersey, which they're not allowed to wear anymore for copyright <laughs> infringement. But those white Dolphins jerseys with the, with the horizontal stripes on the shoulders and the old school Dolphin, uh, they're clean, man. I like them a lot. I, I, I mean, I love that that look. Um, I love the old logo. Uh, I agree with you. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, I, I agree with you. It doesn't, it doesn't get enough recognition. Um, I, uh, I, I do miss, I do miss that look for us. Um, the lions were theirs. Theirs were terrible. Terrible helmet. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, <clears throat> on defense. Uh, you know, it's really focusing on the the the, the well, not the return of it's the the debut of Jalen Ramsey, right? Mm-hmm. And he felt obligated 
to make it, you know, like, hey, Miami, this wasn't a waste, right? Yeah. What what you what you done to get me here wasn't a waste. Um, he wanted to go out there and prove himself that he deserved to be there and bring the hype that he was bringing in the offseason when he was acquired. And, you know, he did so. He, he read that ball perfectly, that route perfectly, even if it wasn't one of the worst thrown balls <laughs> that we have seen in terms of just an absolute floater uh, where he basically just shouted 500 and ch- chucked it in the air. But. It was so bad. <laughs> Nothing that, like throwing a, a deep corner route late and lobbing it out there yeah. it was absolutely the one of the worst throws i think of the week but somehow uh ramsey knew that was going to happen and so he <laughs> he read it perfectly and he did intercept that and yeah, that's, nice of time. that's nice to see and it wasn't just that he was no. incredible throughout the whole game um a huge upgrade of what you know over what's going to be uh eli apple right because x is Ugh. back this week um so we have cater in the nickel and X and Ramsey on the outside, mm-hmm. and uh, Nick Needham, honestly, as our probably fourth best corner. Uh, I mean, our cornerback room is just substantially better yeah. uh, with Ramsey's addition, and that's going to help down the line, right? Phillips and Chubb, I mean, the, the pass rush is, is just in full force right now. Uh, I think that it's very exciting. I, I still would like to see more from Wilkins. He had a sack, but I would like to see more from Wilkins. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chubb and Phillips are just their two impact players. Phillips' uh, run defense on balls that were run to his side, those went nowhere. Uh, and then Chubb is just an absolute electric pass rusher at this point for us. I think that it's very exciting to see. David Long is the best run defense linebacker in the league based on PFF. We have a great defense, and it is finally fully healthy at the perfect time. Uh, and I am excited to see everyone out there. Holland is back this week. He was out. I mean, look, the, the, I get the Patriots put up some points against us. Um, but, it you know, 17 points. You're holding NFL team to 17 points. It's still yeah. – uh, and one was off of a pick, you know, where we gave him great field position. <clears throat> I think that – I am very impressed. Uh, another one was off a of fumble, I believe, in the, at the start of the second half. Uh, was a was the field goal. So again, I, I think I, I'm very impressed with this defense. Holland and X are back this week. It, it's gonna be exciting to to watch this defense now, fully healthy. Uh, you know, no excuses at this point. Uh, you've had some time to adjust to Vic Fangio's defense. Let's ride. Yeah, Phillips reminds me a lot of Josh Allen. Um, you know, a, not only an edge defender that can pressure the quarterback and get sacks, but it's just so good at setting the edge, so good at stopping the run. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have some sticker shock here with Josh Allen coming up in this offseason. Just prepare you for a couple of years down the line mm-hmm. <laughs> when it's gonna be Jalen Phillips's turn. Uh, okay, fancy corner basically the same thing we just did with the injury to Kendrick Bourne and falling to two and six is it time to fire sale all of your Pats players I don't know to to be truthful I mean I feel like I have not heard his name called as much Stevenson um this season he's low he's real low 
I mean, we. I, I know I had him as a top 20 back going into the season. He is currently RB24. Um, they didn't trade Elliott. Nope. So they're going to ride Stevenson and, and Elliott out. Um, I don't. I would not have a pass catcher. The only pass catcher I may have is Hunter Henry. Um, but I don't know. You're if you're in a ten team league, you should have a better tight end than Hunter Henry. Um, you're trying to sell them fifty cents on the dollar. Are you trying to get mm, rid of them, or are you just riding them out? I don't know out? who would be buying a Patriots player. You, there are better players in the waiver. They they should be your first drop when another mm. quarterback comes available next week. That will be a starting quarterback in the NFL suddenly for the first time ever, um, because that's just what this this this, <laughs> this league is at yeah. this point. Um, uh, you know, I, I think that that's more that's a better fit. Um, and is it, there there are always guys like running backs and, and, and just better options. Uh, Stevenson, I think, is the only one that I would kind of have on my bench. Um, if he's RB twenty four, you know, he's basically an RB three category, maybe a flex. Um, that's 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 all you're really looking at in this offense. You heard it here first. Dump all your Patriots players. I don't know why you drafted him in the first place. People, come on. Week nine preview. Dolphins at Chiefs, 9.30 a.m. kickoff in Frankfurt, Germany. Dolphins, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Guten Tag, everyone. Oh, <laughs> Welcome. Uh, very exciting. Uh, I mean, it's not prime time, but it's a good time. Uh, it's an island game. To, <laughs> to, to have this matchup featured, I mean, this is just, this is an exciting matchup. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, not your typical Chiefs team this year, right? Uh, pretty incredible defense, pretty disappointing offense. Um, key matchup really for, for the Chiefs on offense is uh, Taylor Swift's schedule versus a flight to Germany uh, because that seems to be the big fucking <laughs> point in this Chiefs crazy? offense is Kelsey when Taylor Swift is there, right? It's just so substantially better than when he, when she's not. I don't I really hope that she doesn't make the flight. I am concerned that she will because of two things. One, prime time in her movies and theater, so she, she she's gonna be at want that is solo. It, it's sad that I know this, but the reason why she wasn't at the last one was because her international part of her tour it was starting back up. That's why she wasn't in Denver. I don't think she's going to be there because I think that she's currently touring. If she could be if, in Germany, I would think that the reason she would now I, I could be wrong, but I potentially would think that the reason she was not there is because her film debuted, and so she was at the debut of her film. Yeah, I thought I thought it was because the, sh- the international leg of her tour was going back off. Okay, I don't think you're wrong. I am pulling up her tour dates now. This is very important, everyone. Please, yes. please, please now, stay with us in our Taylor Swift she talk here. She has to be in Argentina on November 9th. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I do think that, that, and that's her first date. So I don't, I don't see any reason why she would have to go to Argentina any earlier than just mm-hmm. flying from Germany to Argentina. I do think that she could make that happen. Probably. Um, I don't know that. I mean, that's a big commitment this early in the relationship to go yeah. on an international trip with someone. Um, uh, I would I have not, not be doing that. If it I were, have not. I've not heard anything, but there there hasn't been a lot of press. Like there hasn't been a lot of um, 
lead up to whether they're gonna she's mm-hmm. gonna be or not. Uh, uh, but we usually know if she's gonna be there. Um, we just don't know everything about the details. Um, anyway, I mean, uh, truthfully though, I think the the key is our coverage, uh, which is eighth, which has not had Jalen Ramsey um, versus their receivers, uh, which is eleventh. I don't know what is going on there. Uh, maybe it's mostly Travis Kelsey just bringing mm-hmm. it up. But um, uh, in, uh, it just last week was pitiful by the Chiefs. We're not in a good – I don't know how we get this bad luck. But now we have to, just like we did the Eagles, have to play the Chiefs after a bad loss. Um, so not in a great position uh, in terms of uh, history and uh, trends on, on that point. But uh, – you know, this offense has looked lackluster, and it is their receiving core and their offensive line that are the two biggest concerns. Uh, Mahomes uh, was not able to stay on his feet long. Receivers dropping balls. Uh, it, it's just it's just a team that is kind of struggling to find an identity with just Kelsey out there. And even though they were guys like, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster, um, they, it's quite a downgrade mm-hmm. uh, to go with this the, the group that they have now, and and <laughs> the Halloween is still happening, um, and uh, it's windy you know, here, y'all. That's crazy. Uh, I I think it's going to be interesting. I, I I I am really excited to see this coverage team though fully healthy mm-hmm. on the field. Yeah, this would be kind of like the first time we've seen the Dolphins' um, defense like all the way intact, right? There's nobody that's missing that. How crazy is it? Jalen Ramsey was supposed to be out through December. Yeah. Until December, Baxter. And he came yeah. back in October. It's exciting. <laughs> that's just a crazy recovery time. You've probably listened to that Dolphin porn with Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah. It'll be exciting to see, yeah, like, been watching the Chiefs quite a bit this year, and it's just like has not is a lot like watching the Jacks. It's just not an explosive offense. Uh, if they can't get Kelsey the ball, um, or if Kelsey's not going, then that's that's pretty much their whole offense. Uh, Pacheco has looked really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, they could you know they could lean a little bit more on their run game and Travis Kelsey, but other than that, like the pass catchers, it's like maybe one of them shows up for a game uh Rasheed Rice seems to be the guy who's developing but he's a rookie and you know that yeah, he dropped a terrible ball it's tough, in that Broncos right? game yeah. and it, it you know and people are like you have to wonder like how can the Broncos lose 70 to 20 against the Dolphins and then beat the Chiefs right like but it is so matchup based mm-hmm. uh this league it's the court, NFL and, as well uh yeah that's I mean that's what it is uh it's the NFL and teams have their strengths and weaknesses. And, um, you know, I just – but even though even though that's the case, it's the Denver Broncos, and they really shut this Chiefs offense down. Um, it was not snowing anymore. Yes, it was cold, but it was not snowing anymore. I don't know what the temperature – I have, honestly have no fucking idea what the temperature – it's got to be cold in Germany. I mean, all of Europe is basically north of fucking New York in, <laughs> in terms of, you know, the – uh, what would that be? Longitude, latitude, latitude. Um, but uh, you know, I, I I hope you can give me a weather report. It's currently, fifty-two <laughs> degrees in Frankfurt, Germany. 
Okay, but it's it's on two. Sunday. Okay, there you go. <laughs> three it in the will morning. be fifty-three degrees and raining. Okay, yikes. Um, well, that's not good for my boy Tua. <laughs> He's not a mutter. Um, what time is the game there? One o'clock? No, it would be like three thirty. Yeah, so you're going from an 80% chance of rain to a 50% chance of rain with a high of 52. Jeez, okay. Uh, so not great weather. I don't know. What's the, It's not domed, right? I don't they know. Played, didn't they, play, they played there last year, right? Chiefs and Patriots, that happened? No clue. The Patriots won? Yes. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, all right. And you heard it here first, folks. Great weather reporting. and <laughs> We know where the Dolphins are playing this year. <laughs> we got it. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, um, I am. I'm gonna have to actually go our run game, which is still first in the league, uh, against their run defense, which is 25th. And you know, I think it's important that um, we, if that is indeed the weather, uh, if we can develop a strong run game. Um, that would be incredible. Really want Connor Williams to play this game. I think that is pretty likely because he was active last week. Um, I would love Robert Hunt to play. That is more up in the air. He was a do not practice today. Uh, so, you know, Ike is going to probably be out there, which is always concerning. But Austin Jackson and Kendall Lamb have been absolutely incredible at, at the tackle position. Connor Williams is a top 10 center. Uh, and it is what it is in terms of our guards. Uh, give me some more zone outsides. I, I think that those have been more, you know, effective. And, um, I mean, we did a crack toss that went for like 20 yards this past week. Like those are the type of things I, I want to see, yeah. um, a little bit more of instead of what has been seemingly a lot more inside game, which is fine if Connor Williams is out there, but, if we don't have that interior line fully healthy uh, with Robert Hunt and Isaiah Wynn out, I think that it would be better to go outside and rely on these wide receivers. Chase Claypool was the highest rated wide receiver um, in terms of blocking for our team this past week. Uh, I like Darren Smythe and Jalen Waddle and even Tiger Hill's blocking ability uh, and just rely on them uh, and kind of spread it out a little bit more and use our typical motion and shit too as well. Uh, and I also kind of expect a, a big game from Tyreek just because of the nature of it being against his yeah. old team. Did you see Mike McDaniel um, did not, had not seen the child dressed as him for Halloween yes. and he did yes. not, he was like, I don't, this does not compute. This does not compute. <laughs> Man. It's so good. It's just like <laughs> this team, it's just, the offense is so much fun to watch every single week. Um, I think you're right because I, if I remember correctly, when I was looking at sack leaders, uh, the in the top ten, I think three of the top ten players are Chiefs. So you definitely want to lead heavily on your run game, try and tire out that defense so that you can run your offense, your passing game, um, effectively, and not have to worry about um, Carl Loftus and Chris Jones. And uh, Dana, I think, is the other player who is in the top 10 for um, sacks currently this season. Um, 
but yeah, I I feel pretty good about this matchup for the Dolphins. Give me your pick'em. Uh, just a quick note, because maybe it matters to you. Um, they're gonna have a hybrid field, and there is a retractable roof. Okay, well maybe um, they'll put a roof on it. They complained last year that the grass was slippery, uh, the natural gla- grass, um, yeah. and so it's gonna be a hybrid pitch, if you would. Uh, <laughs> you did it. My pick'em is dolphins. Thirty-two to the Chiefs. Twenty-two. Dolphins thirty, Chiefs twenty-five. <laughs> All right, here we go. Game time. Trade deadline winners and losers. We are eschewing, eschewing, eschewing the trick or treat, and because there was a lot of action on the uh, the trade deadline. And we're going to give you who we believe are the trade deadline winners and losers. We're going to give you three each, probably. Um, give me your first one. Uh, damn. Okay. Jags are on a bye, by the way. That's the reason why we're not doing a <laughs> Jags game preview. Uh, the people were wondering. I think that... My first, um, I guess my first loser is going to be the New England Patriots. Okay. Um, they didn't sell, which doesn't make sense to me. Um, based on the fact that their team currently sucks. two and six. Uh, I if I'm them. I don't really know why I would keep on uh, some of these guys that you could potentially have sold back. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You just take on a lot of the contract and sell Juju back to the Chiefs. Uh, you know, things like that. I don't know. Get hmm. creative. There had to be something, someone out there that wanted Zeke. I think that they could have they could have done something. I don't get it from the outlook of this team. I saw a report, though, that no one was making any calls on Mac uh, because, duh, Mac sucks. Like, what? what yeah. How's that? Why would you? <laughs> but, also, quarterback in general, unless you're Josh Dobbs, like, you're not going to show up and learn an offense in a week. So, like, you trade him for a quarterback right now, it's just kind of like, that's that's a little tricky in general. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, I just, I just expected more. I don't, I don't really understand what he. I was think doing. Honestly, this is a, again another example of a problem of your coach also being your GM, because how can your coach sell off players and then go into the locker room and be like, "We gotta, you know, try and win this game," and also this coach is a coach that's pushing for the total wins record he's probably you know wanting to keep his players around that he thinks is going to give them the best chance to win you know valuing them maybe a little bit higher than the people are willing to give up for them as we saw with the jags um quibbling between a fourth and a fifth for josh uche the patriots weren't willing to give him up if it wasn't going to be a fourth round pick uh 
don't let your coach be also be your GM. You need to have these two things be separate. But I agree. Patriots, big time loser. I'm going to go with a winner. I'm going to do my Jags one here. I was trying to decide whether or not to be snarky, a snarky winner or a real winner. And I decided mm-hmm. to just go positive, you know, put out those good vibes. And I'm going yeah. with the positive winner. The winner for the Jags is Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. Um, uh, in the Ezra Cleveland trade, the Jags traded for Ezra Cleveland for a sixth round pick. Um, Brandon Scherf currently ranked 32nd in run block grade and second in pass. That's your right side. Your left side, if you combined Shatley and Barch and made the best possible guard that you could make out of both of them, you would get 48th in run block and 70th in pass block. Ezra Cleveland is 10th in run block and 12th in pass block. So you are getting a huge upgrade on your left guard. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Walker Little. Probably uh, becomes their swing tackle. But if you're boosting up your left guard that much, it's probably going to help your center, which is also going to help your left tackle, which is also going to help your right guard. Everything should get better for the Jags line. Um, we should see Travis Etienne's yards per carry go up. We should see Trevor Lawrence have some more time for some deep balls. Uh, I think it was a great trade for the Jags, and uh, it's definitely a, a, a win now. Protect your quarterback and help out the rest of the offense by improving the literal worst part of your offense. Um, yeah, I agree. And for the price, in just as a guy that has seen or is currently dealing with injuries on the interior offensive line that is significantly uh, downgrading our run game, uh, you can never have too many good offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. And um, after that top five, it was a pretty sizable downgrade for you guys. Yeah. And uh, I think it makes sense because of the flexibility it gives you with Walker Little, who can play guard and tackle. Um, now, basically, Walker Little can go anywhere because you're able to, um, if there's an injury, because you're e- either able to use Ezra or you're able to use a tackle to fill the other spots and walk and go wherever. So I think it gives you a lot of flexibility without losing a talent level. And it makes sense. And, um, you know, there's still a question of who the starting five will be going forward. Uh, I think that is going to be interesting to see who the starting five will be and who the one guy on the bench will be. I think it's a little but, on the bench. I think little becomes your swing every position swing, player. Swing, swing off the line. Swing non-center. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that, you know, that is interesting based on how well he was performing. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just one of those things where it uh, doesn't matter how well you're performing the amount you're paying the guy at left tackle uh, kind of trumps a lot of that. And the yeah. fact that he has the years and the experience. And, he played, the and he's played pretty leadership. decently the last two games. Uh, okay. Give me your next winner. I'll give you some stats. Or first. loser. Uh, let me give you some stats. <laughs> Love stats. Uh, I'm going to give you, let's say this. Uh, player one has two sacks. 16 hurries, has a win uh, rush percentage of 14%, 
Mm-hmm. Player two has six sacks, 27 hurries, has a win rush percentage of 25%. The first player that has the lower numbers in all those categories is... Mm, Montez Sweat. 29 years old. Hold on. <laughs> the second player that has those better stats is 24 years old. Both on the last year of the contract. Obviously, the second player is better. Sure. So why are you giving the New York Giants a second mm. round pick for Leonard Williams where you can get Chase Young for a third? Yeah, it was... So obviously you're saying uh, Seahawks loser or Giants winner or both. Well, no, Giants are not a winner in any book of any any imagination. <laughs> Let me well, tell they, you, they got a second. They got a second <laughs> yeah. for Leonard well, Williams until they get 17 firsts um, and a new quarterback, and somehow out of that that contract, hmm. uh, they're in, they're in dire straits. No, the the loser is the Seahawks because I just don't get it. Why you would go for Leonard Williams yeah. with his age versus Chase Young? Um, Especially because you knew that Chase Young and or Montez Sweat. We didn't know that both of them were going to be available. But it's like it was common knowledge that one of at least two the two commanders edges were available. And the 49ers are giving one of their coach comp picks. So we're talking like nothing. The end of the end of the the third round. Yeah. Right? So I don't know why the – Commanders would not just accept the Seahawks straight third, right? And and there so therefore, you could have gotten a better player for a round worse. And I I just I just do not understand it. Uh, from, from they're not what? very good at trading, the Seahawks. Two first round picks for Jamal Adams that was terrible. This trade it's like I didn't mind well, necessarily the player, but as the rest of the news of the week came out, it got worse and worse as it went. I, Except the the gigantic trade that has it's, completely yeah, sure. turned Russell our franchise Wilson. around with Russell Wilson, uh, but yeah, no, I get I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're they're a loser in my book again. It, it's just I, Leonard Williams is a good edge rusher, and I, I think that he uh, is a good acquisition, but just not for the price. I do, I did not understand the price when it came out. Mm. Um, I texted you immediately, and said something like overpay question mark. I I didn't understand it. The market had not been set yet. Which probably hurt them. Yeah. Uh, but I think we're going to get to another market trade in a second here, which mm-hmm. I don't know if it made it worse or better, but uh, also did not make sense. Go ahead. My next winner is Montez Sweat's bank account. Sure. Uh, the Bears trading there too only makes sense. And we've already gotten a report if they're uh-huh. going to resign him, which. Uh-huh. Um, obviously gives so bad it it gives him so much of the leverage so uh, i don't necessarily mind that they traded a two for montez sweat a lot of people have been like you know this pick is in like the top 40s you're giving up a top 40 pick and able to get montez sweat this is very much that that argument to me is very much the family guy. Uh, you could have a boat or you could have a mystery box and the mystery box could even be a boat. Like you're hoping with a top 40 pick to get a player like Montez sweat. So 
the fact that they they traded for him and gave up a second doesn't really bother me all that much. It's just what came after it. Obviously, Chase Young for a, a, a third, even like way later, makes it so that they probably could have negotiated it down a little bit. Um, but uh, the worst part of it for the Bears is that Montez Sweat kind of has them over a barrel now. They have to sign him because the only justification for trading for him in a year where you're not competing is it gives you a leg up on being able to negotiate a contract with a player. Where has polls been? I just, I just don't get it. You have to have the contract in place when you make the trade. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You, you're, you are completely fucked now. Yeah. You have completely fucked yourself. Um, I know that they have like a massive amount of cap space, obviously, and they're probably going to draft a quarterback, which is going to put them in an okay place. But it's still, it's just a monumental leverage for the player versus the team. Yeah, yeah, because it, it. But the alternative is right. So, like, if he either a would not have signed with the Chicago Bears anyway, or would only have taken a boatload of money anyway then you are basically giving up a second for no reason of anything. Right. Yeah, you you're have making to your him. you're making your picks worse this year by adding sweat and you never know, maybe he adds a win to your team. Um so any way you look at it at this point you have thrown away the second round pick in my mind. Cuz who cares you again, he has all the leverage. You they have to sign him. So the contract he's going to get is probably akin to whatever contract the Chicago Bears, if they really wanted a guy, would offer him in the offseason. It would be the highest one anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think Montez Sweat understands that there is going to be a market for him. And so it just doesn't make any sense why you would not have a contract in place. An absolute dumbfounding. I am fine with your point that it's worth it. Yeah, in a vacuum, in a vacuum, the pick is fine. I the pick does not bother me. Right. It's just the fact that they did not have a contract yeah. in place when they made the trade yep. is, is just a, a stupid ass fucking move. Uh, my next um, loser is everyone. Uh, I found this to be a very lackluster trade line. There's uh, a lot of movement. A lot of boring ass movement. Uh, I don't know. Three edges went to different places. Um, what else would you say would be a good movement? Sweat Young, who we just expected to go, and Leonard Williams, um, which was like, eh, he might go or he might not go. Uh, these guys are not game changers. They're not... There were... I No big-time Mike Evans to the Chiefs or Jets like they tried mm. to do. Max Crosby, Devontae Adams. and you know, We're about to hit that. Yeah, we can go that in a second. But uh, there was no big-time moves that are really going to shift the landscape of a team or really is a good uh, boost to a contender um, where, you know, I don't know. I, I would just like to see one of those. In, in my mind, none of these really make a big uh, shift for anyone. Yeah, I, it, the trade deadline needs to get moved back in the NFL. It needs to get moved back to a point where it's so clear that you're not competing. Like a team like the Vikings, like 
obviously with Kirk Cousins getting hurt, they're probably more in the mold of we're we're not competing. But you know, if if the trade deadline was two weeks from now and they lost two straight games, they're probably you know more willing to give up some pieces um, that they're not going to be re-signing for the future. It's just the trade deadline for the NFL is a little bit too early. They need to tweak it. They need to move it back a little bit so that the teams that are contenders that have identified clear things that they need to improve upon can go after them. And the teams that are pushing for that first pick can sell off their pieces. My final loser Raiders and more specifically their fans. Uh, No moves before the trade trade deadline on a team that's going absolutely nowhere, being out of contention, probably for the top two picks with the games that they've won. Um, You know, you have valuable assets in Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby, uh, all pieces that you could have moved for. You probably could have moved Devontae Adams and Max Crosby. You probably could have gotten two firsts out out of those two players. Max Crosby on a very um, team-friendly deal as a top edge rusher in the NFL. Devontae Adams could have gone to the Jets for a first-round pick. Like, you could have gotten two firsts, and you could have gotten a third just out of those three players alone. And then they don't do anything, and then they fire their coach and their GM. And now they're just, like, they're in this no-man's land where they're definitely not going to be competitive, but they definitely won too many games to get Caleb Williams or Drake May. Uh, good luck. Uh, yeah, I it, just an absolute disaster. Um, I They're in a, just a weird position with some great superstar players and just no future at quarterback. Hmm. And um, it's just you're just wasting years of Max Crosby and Devontae Adams, and it's just a shame. Um, and I'm sad. Why would you give Josh me? I, I never understood how many Bill Belichick disciples have to fail before we realize just maybe that that whole fucking thing was due to Tom Brady's talent. Yeah, like, like I, it's I, weird. Like, because that team so easily, they play the Chiefs twice a year. They could have so easily hired Eric Bieniemy sure. as, as, their, as, their, as their coach. And maybe that fails. Maybe it does fail. But at least it's a guy that hasn't had an opportunity and hasn't already failed and been fired in less than two seasons like no, Josh McDaniels. Yeah. You went with a guy that tied his career to Tim Tebow at quarterback um, 10 years ago and just had a trash two years in Denver and noped out of there to go win some more Super Bowls back in New England. Yep. He backed out of the Colts thing. Because he he was like, never mind, I'll just go win more Super Bowls. And as doing basically nothing as an offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots at that point. I mean, you know, Tom Brady was the offense there. And um, it's just, it's so dumbfounding to me that all that was happening in New England is that Bill Belichick is an excellent defensive coordinator and game manager. Yeah, I don't feel bad because for whatever reason, there's just this part of me that just doesn't like the Raiders. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I'm happy that they're going to just be stuck in mediocrity for a while. Uh, but I do feel bad for the fans because it's just 
it's a miserable place to be and it doesn't they don't really have a clear path out of there so those fans of the las vegas raiders that have been around for two years yeah. are just devastated <laughs> sorry vegas raiders you are <laughs> in for i don't know how long of uh, of just sorrow okay. so, all right yeah, do you have another move one? on if you would yeah. to everyone's favorite segment go oh, ahead hey we've done we've both, both done three it's time so. for everybody's favorite segment <laughs> casey's casino corner all right all right all right yeah i figured it, since i had my last loser as everyone there isn't where anywhere else to go from there mm. um Okay, betting last week was incredible. Last week is done, though. This week is a new week. So, <laughs> I'm going to start off with a teaser. I am going to tease. <laughs> I'm that meme of that lady with all the math going on in her head. Yeah. I'm just preparing myself for this teaser. I'm going to tease the Dolphins from plus two up to plus eight at the neutral field in Frankfurt, Germany. Um, and I'm also going to tease the New Orleans Saints from minus eight down to minus two against the Chicago Bears in New Orleans. Uh, Saints minus two, Dolphins plus eight. Yeah, I, d- I definitely don't see the Dolphins losing by more than a touchdown. I mean, obviously, I have them winning. Um, Saints defense still pretty good. Uh, so the Bears should have have a tough time there. Thanks, man. Um, next one I am going to do is a teaser. I am going to tease the Browns from minus eight down to minus two against the Arizona Cardinals, uh, who are seemingly going to start tune again. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, and I am going to also tease the New York Giants. From plus two up to plus eight, we're playing the Vegas Raiders. Giants, plus eight over the Raiders. Browns, minus two over the Cardinals. I like it. What's your, what's your, something's going on in your head. I just don't, (laughs) I don't have any faith in the Giants, and I have no clue what's going to happen with the Raiders. You know, you got that interim head coach. Weird shit happens. Um... You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Typically, uh, that is the case. But Aiden O'Connell is going to start. I don't know what the fuck's going on with the Raiders. Yeah, Aiden O'Connell. Though, we've seen him. Like this is his second stint now this year. So mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't know. I I think that um, we know who they are. Sure. Uh, last one. Uh, oh man, what do I want to go with? Let's go ahead, dude. The you can't kill them. New York Jets are plus three and a half at home against the Chargers. Who are the Chargers to be getting three and a half points in New York? I mean, the Jets are just, their defense is so incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chargers, I don't think, has blown out a team that's, you know, worth a cent in, in 30 years. Uh, and so <laughs> I, I see this at, at the very least a close game. Um, and if anything, the Jets just running away with it just because of it's the Chargers and they like to fuck these games up. So Jets plus three and a half at home against the Chargers. I wish I could find this Justin Herbert stat that I saw. Oh, no. <laughs> earlier. Um, about how his win-loss record when his team holds the opponents down to less than 
like 36 points or something like that. It's insane. It's like he's like unstoppable. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it'll definitely be a close game. I don't think I, I as as much as Zach Wilson has been getting better, I still don't think he's very good. Um, and I think Justin Herbert's a better quarterback in this game. Casey's very tired. Um, so I could definitely see the Chargers winning this game, but I don't know if they're going to win it by by more than a field goal. Yeah, I don't know if you heard this, but I didn't have my second coffee today, and boy, it's hitting hard right now. Oof. So let's go ahead and get boy. your under special of the week, buddy. My under special <laughs> of the week is I'm hitting this well again because I nailed it last week. Uh, Steelers-Titans mm. under 37 points. Um, Will Levis had a good game. Happens a lot on your first start. We'll see if, if it continues in another week. Uh, Steelers would be a shocker if they can score uh, 10 points. Well, I mean, you know, here's the problem, right? Titans run defense is incredible. Um, so it's going to be all in Pickett's hands, who's coming back with a hurt rib. Um, you know, I Let's see. It, it, it would be uh, concerning um, to to say the least, that that, that team will put up points. Uh, and you're exactly right on the other side of the ball. It's a trend I've said multiple times now. Uh, rookie quarterbacks, for some reason, uh, when they make their first start in its midseason, they just have an incredible record. Uh, will Levis does, however, look so much better than Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. What are you doing, Tennessee Titans? Yeah. All right. We'll be back next week. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts for us. Be so kind. You can find and follow us at Surfing Artificial Turf, all one word on Twitter. You can email us at the same thing, surfingartificialturf at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you all next week on the Surfing Artificial Turf podcast. Mm-hmm.